the, the inner critic or that inner voice, that thing that makes you doubt. Like that, that voice is not your enemy. That voice、mm-hmm. is not your enemy. That voice is there for a reason. It's there because we're all wired for survival, and that that voice is there to to help you. Hey guys, if you're like me, you've always had a desire to do more, and deep inside, you've known there's a way and a possibility for you to achieve your dreams, the lifestyle, and achieve the freedom you've always wanted. Because we have what it takes to get things done and learn from others and get the mindset to achieve the dreams we've always wanted. Welcome to SB Warriors. Hey, what's up, everybody? Paul K here, and I'm here with Angela Tai, and we are going to talk about branding and what it means to use it in your business.、And、I think a lot of there's a lot of confusion, and Angela's going to help clear up all the cobwebs and clarify what does it mean to be branding. And first, Angela, can you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, sure thing. So my name is Angela Tsai. We were just actually <laughs> chatting before this call to, you know, like、um, explain the the pronunciation. So Angela Tsai is my name.、Uh, I have a brand strategy consultancy called Grow Your Brand with Impact. One which I basically started after a long, long career in corporates. I worked for 16 years、um, in corporate consulting before I decided to go out on my own and basically, you know, start this brand consultancy. And you know, you can call it sort of going over to the dark side. I decided I wanted to, you know, no longer like I guess really focus on the the big multinationals and the corporates. And what I was really interested in was actually working with you know the entrepreneurs, the, this this new breed that were actually. Generating like the the future drivers of um of our economy, so yeah, that was uh, really um uh, my push to go into entrepreneurship. So that transition,、um, so you've worked in, in in a number of years in branding, and that transition to make that step. What was that little push that said, you know, I have to do this? Yeah, I I think you know, and this is something that many of you that might be listening to this video might recognize. I think. Very often, a lot of people who are working in corporate roles, you know,、um, in, in employment for a very long time, a lot of people they have that idea that they want to be doing something on their own.、Um, I think also one of the things that really prevented me from doing it earlier, despite the fact that I knew for a very long time that, you know, there was this niggle that I, I wanted to be doing something more, was that I had this belief that this job was going to be my security. So I was very much tied to that. Idea of needing to have a full-time job in order to provide me that security, and whatever I would do, it would be like a side hustle. It would be something that、um, it would always be something on the side. It would never be something I would do full-time, and I would not switch full-time and quit my job until this was actually up and running and actually fully working. So the reality of it was.、Um, You know, I think basically I reached that point where I was really feeling, you know, quite restless. Like I felt like I'd lost my sense of direction, my sense of purpose within my role. Even though, you know, career-wise was actually going quite well, and I decided to take a small career break. And、um, and basically, you know, a lot of things happened in between that time, but ultimately, it resulted in me deciding not to go back. And I decided to to give this a go. I thought, okay, if it's not now, then when? And it was again in my head. I still thought, you know, this is going to be like temporary thing. I'm going to try this for a while, and then you know, have this little adventure on the side, and I'm going to go back. And yeah, ultimately,、um, the more and more I got deeper into the process, the more and more I realized how much I didn't want to go back to that previous life. And yeah, here I am, you know,、um, now close to close to two years on after that decision. I know, I know it's not easy. Congratulations. 
Um, so you are a, can I call you a brand ambassador? Like, is that a fair title to give you? I think a, a brand, brand and marketing strategist is probably okay. closer, but yeah, brand ambassador, you know, whatever fits. Um, and so if you have someone come to your world and what are you, some of the common mistakes that you see uh, a small or a local business um, or even an entrepreneur who has whatever type of vehicle they're selling, um, what's one of the biggest problems that you see that they have? Yeah, so there's there's definitely a lot that I can say about that. There's there's a number of things. So I think one of the first problems that I, I tend to see is that um, a lot of businesses when they start out and the field where I work, I specialize in people who have left behind you know, a number of years in a particular profession that, where they've built up expertise. And they're now looking to translate that into something that they can now package and turn into a business or a brand. And a big problem I see is that very often they get lost in the process because they are too focused on that expertise and the what they do. And without necessarily taking the time and you know I'm going to talk about identity identity a lot because for me you know brand is very very tied to identity so without really you know figuring out first the identity around what they do which you know encompasses a number of things it's like the why of what you've what you've done you know your personal like all of those things that make you you and make your particular combination of that expertise really unique so that's for sure you know one of the big um, mistakes that I see what that ultimately results in is a um, a proposition which you know honestly is very generic to the market because we're now living in a world where there's literally nothing under the sun that hasn't been done and um you know, in order to really, really be able to stand out, you need to know how to build out a powerful personal brand. And you need to be able to connect on a person to person basis with your with your business. So what that requires is a lot of, you know, vulnerability that people aren't used to exposing, mm. you know, especially if, if they come from this, you know, like hard sort of corporate race, you know, climbing the career ladder and so on. So so that would I would, I would say one of the, the biggest mistakes that I come across. When you say vulnerability, do you mean actually like being able to jump on camera, <clears throat> excuse me, jump on camera or sharing like some aspects of their lives? Can you go a little bit further? What do you mean by that? Yeah, uh, that that is for sure coming into it, but it's it's just showing showing their face, showing up as the face behind their brand. I mean, I can't tell you there have been so many you know women since I've started this because I, I focus primarily on, on helping um, women brand builders. Uh, we have worked with some men, so it's not like you know exclusive thing, but it's just like as a focus. You know, we work with a lot of women who are building up their brands, and I can't tell you the amount of times that I've come across you know the sentence saying people saying like, oh, you know, I don't I don't really want to show my face because because I want, I don't want my business, my brand. I don't want it to be about me. I want it to be about my product. I want it to be about my service, about you know the solution, about my clients. And I have to really kind of educate them in that instant because I think what happens is they get this idea of what brand looks like and it's a bit of a negative idea where they see influences and they see like mm -hmm. oh you know, there's lots of this look at me type branding that they see and they're like no no that's not me. And I said, well, actually, it's not about that. Like showing up as the face of your brand, like a simple example, not having a logo as your profile picture and having instead actually your photo, like something people can connect to. That is just like one simple step, you know? So basically it's about, you know, showing up as the face of your brand and the re-educating part that I spoke about, it's really about, you know, like kind of change, shifting their minds, their mindset 
to the fact that showing up as the face of your brand does not mean you're doing this look at me stuff. What you're doing is showing the courage to share your story, to share your journey, because that is going to be something that is going to help somebody else who might be going through the same thing. And that they, it makes them feel emotionally more connected to you and safer to trust you to actually help them. So that's, that's what I really mean by vulnerability. So do you discover this initially, like in some sort of discovery call first, or do you kind of get a sense immediately, but just by looking at some of their digital assets, like what, what kind of process you go, Hey, you know, this person needs to do like, how do you get a sense of what that person needs to get them to the next level? Yeah. So um, a few ways, I think just by me kind of like looking at uh, the, the, the social media presence that already is going to tell me a lot about the level of um, exposure that they're currently comfortable with. So from a brand confidence perspective, brand confidence showing up as the face of their brand. Um, it like, you know, it you, of course, it that only shows half the picture, because for me, a lot of the times I need to also you know, see what's kind of behind that, what's like the logic, what's their thinking. So we do have a discovery call, you know, where we just sit down. It's like more of a, a coffee chat, a conversation, just to understand, you know, where do you kind of see yourself in relation to where you would like your brand to be? You know that most of the people that come come over to us and we talk, their brand is something that they see is not representing who they are in real life. So their business, I mean, an example to make that tangible, Thank you. So, um, you know, I've talked with a couple of coaches recently, you know, that come by and what what I can see from their social media is from their social media, it looks like they have a relatively young business, something that isn't, you know, hasn't been around for very long. It looks nice, but that's about it. But when I talk to them, like they have been in their coaching business for like seven, eight years. You know, oh. They have like a lot of, you know, credentials, testimonials, like there's so much under the hood that their presence just doesn't show. And the reason for that is because, you know, they might be introverted and they just, they're not comfortable with showing up online. So it's like, how do you, how do you kind of like, first of all, identify that gap between the reality of where they are and help them bridge that. So their online presence, their online brand is actually reflecting that, doing it justice. But also secondly, from a business um, growth perspective. So let's say where they currently are, you know, versus like where they would like to be and where do they see that gap to be? So that's sort of like our starting points for conversation and diagnosis in terms of what they actually need. Is a majority of your, that gap that you're talking about, is that more of like self-confidence and getting people to bridge like, hey, you, you can do this, you've been doing it. Is that a little bit of the gap, the problem that people are facing is they don't, there are some people either feel like they're, uh, well, it's, I had someone recently say this to me, <laughs> they had the imposter syndrome and i was like what are you talking about i'm like you're doing the thing to help people i'm like how do you have imposter syndrome so do you deal with that a little bit or what's that thing that gap that makes people stop or not get to that next level yeah huge huge um yeah it's, it's really really good question that you raise it's um i i have to say it isn't with everyone because i've also worked with brand builders that are extremely confident and in those cases my job there is actually to help them funnel things a bit so they're a bit more focused they're not just like going a bit scattergun with like videos and you know lives and stuff all over the place that they have actually a focused message so they're not confusing their audience but i would say between 80 
to probably 90% of the people that I've worked with, so men and women, I've seen this, you know, imposter syndrome in, in varying degrees. Including myself, by the way, I had massive, massive imposter syndrome when I started out. Like I, after, you know, having been in in consulting, like working corporate for 16 years, doing marketing, brand consultancy for like eight years, I didn't feel like I could actually do this on my own, under my own banner. And I felt like I needed to know everything that was possible to know, which, you know, you're a marketer, so you know it's possible to know everything because there's new stuff coming every day. I felt like I needed to do all that before I was qualified to help my first client. So the imposter syndrome is really real. So in terms of, you know, what causes that? I, I think, so if I sort of reflect back to what personally helped me, and this is one of the things that I structurally sort of work through with, with, with clients as well. It's, um, you know, the first is having that accountability, that support, you know, someone to stretch you. So that's for sure one. So someone to identify, like, first of all, again, you know, me telling my clients, you know, look, when you say that you don't want to put your face behind your brand because you don't want to make it about you, you are actually, you know, counterintuitively making it about you because you're making it about your fears you're making it about your insecurities. So I, I teach them to flip it around. I teach them to flip it around, to not focus on them because everyone is scared of going live. Everyone has that, that feeling, you know, when they first start and it's just like, flip it around focus on the person who needs to hear your message and um so you see beyond that you see the bigger picture but also secondly like sort of looking within you so i think i did a huge amount of personal development and self-discovery which allowed me to you know like unlock what was blocking me and causing my imposter syndrome and i realized it was a complete like it wasn't about that i didn't know enough strategy like i had I had been absorbing so much strategy, <laughs> like I knew the strategy, but it was just, you know, getting over that blockage to put into implementation. And that was actually about, first of all, admitting that I just had this, you know, complete utter resistance to being seen as vulnerable. And it came from like, you know, life, it came from like 16 years in corporate where you'd learn to be really like hard faced, you know, all of this stuff, you have to be tough skinned. So it's, yeah, like it's it's kind of internal work, but also very much just getting someone to push you to see beyond yourself to the person you need to help. And you're that person that pushes your clients to get to that next level by understanding those, I guess, is it okay to call it deficits? Because they're not, they're like our own fears and doubts, I guess, is that that's, and you kind of help people say, hey, you help reaffirm those that they're not actually uh, negative sides, but they can be used in a positive way. Did I hear that correctly? Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's that's correct. So um, one of the things I teach is that you know that thing that is within you. So you might hear it as the, the inner critic or that inner voice, that thing that makes you doubt. Like that that voice is not your enemy. That voice mm -hmm. is not your enemy. That voice is there for a reason. It's there because we're all wired for survival, and that that voice is there to to help you because you might have experienced um, some kind of a event in the past that you know reinforced certain beliefs, and it's it's protecting you from experiencing the same pain that you might have experienced in the past. It's not a bad thing. It's it's a it's a it's a it's your friend. What I what I ultimately teach my clients to do is to see that voice as not their enemy, not someone they have to kill or shut up or you know whatever, but actually treat that voice as almost like this over-concerned relative. 
you know mm. like it's like when you're, okay. you're like, okay, where's your jacket where's your jacket you're like you know it's really really it's it's summer like i don't need a jacket it's hot you know i'm sweating it's like yeah wear a jacket you might catch a chill it's just treat that voice as an over-concerned relative someone who's you know just really worried about your welfare and you just say you know what it's okay it's okay i know that you care about me you're the best intentions but i've got this you know so that's that's a way to sort of like turn that around um yeah so that, I, I like you it in a positive way because <laughs> you know a lot of people say just shut it out like that's the negative they say and I, I like that you're like taking it from a positive standpoint because your your body like agree has this natural instinct to protect you that's um, so i think that i i think that's awesome that you're like hey you know, don't look at it as a negative because it's still a part of you. And I think by shutting it off, we sometimes you're denying. I never thought about this. Like you're denying a part of who you are, who's naturally trying to help your own best interest. It's a very, very good way to twist that. All right. So I have a question for you as a marketer. Um, I think brand and marketing are very they're, they're I don't know if they're they're aligned, but I think a lot of times people get those messages blurred. Hmm. And so how do you distinguish between I am marketing and then I am building a brand. Yeah. Like, what is that difference to you? Like, what do you think and what should businesses be doing to make sure their brand is being consistent while still marketing? Yeah. So I think that the, the question that you highlight here highlights exactly um, a lot of the challenges that I see when, you know, small businesses, they get help to either, you know, do up their branding or they do up their marketing. So you have, um, you know, like different um like businesses that help with with either of those pieces and then also different spectrums and different you know flavors of that so i think the one thing is that branding and marketing even though they are definitely like different things they are extremely interconnected with each other yeah. and the way i see it is that your brand is um i always describe your brand as like kind of your voice. So when you're trying to define your brand, you're defining what your voice is. So what is the pitch and the tone of your voice? You know, how, how fast or how slow does it talk? You know, um, like the different dimensions of it. What does a person feel like, you know, how some people, they have like very kind of low soothing voices. Some people have like more energetic, excited voices, you know, all of this stuff. So it's about, you know, your voice, your voice and your, your what you're saying with your voice. And your marketing is basically like the megaphone, the megaphone that is going to get your voice out there and, and heard by all of the right people. So um, I think in relation to all this, I think this is also what makes um, what we do here at Grey Brand with Impact very unique because we don't like, we're not like this specialized kind of brand agency that are just focused on helping you find your identity. You know, that is 100% a part of it. That strategy is extremely important to define up front, but we also help to make that bridge for, you know, the, the businesses, for the brands to then actually create their first um, marketing engine. And together, I actually use um, uh, the term that we use here, Grow Your Brand with Impact, it's a brand vehicle. So we're helping them to turn their ideas, their vision, you know, this thing that they want to create into a business, into a brand vehicle. And a brand vehicle is basically combining all of those things. It's the voice of your brand, the identity of your brand, but it's also connecting that with, you know, creating your first marketing engines.
That's awesome. And if someone's struggling with like, maybe they're not sure what their brand is. I know you talked about the identity, but also do you help them or do you do it for them? Do you do the visuals that incorporate that brand for their, for their company? Uh, so we do a number of things. Our focus is really more on um, the strategy and the message part. So we don't do, the one thing that we don't do is, is visual branding. I think there's a number of, you know, people who are really, really experts in this. Like once you kind of have an identity and idea of what you want to create, they're, you know, they're, they're experts at basically communicating that visually in terms of graphics, in terms of design. So we basically provide the input that is, you know, going to allow people then to, to have that created into reality. That's awesome. Um, so once they have that visual, they can need to come to you to take it to that next step. I noticed you had some uh, tips that you were giving away on your website. Do you mind talking about those? I, I posted some tips specifically on course creation. So course creation, I, I know that this is a hot topic at the moment because, you know, all entrepreneurs at the moment, the ultimate burning question is how do I stop trading time for money? How do I actually start scaling you know, my business beyond just selling my time? And you know, creating a course or creating some sort of a, a group program is a perfect way to be able to do that. So um, what I did is I, I shared like, you know, some tips on, you know, my own journey of how uh, we translated, you know, my current expertise and turned that into our program and it went through several stages of evolution but yeah in terms of tips you know there's a, a lot of stuff that we provide right now we have an ebook at the moment our website which is um your six-step strategy guide to set up your first you know marketing strategy from scratch even if you have zero marketing experience and very little budget and additionally i also uh, run a um female brand builders community. So focus on, you know, helping women, women entrepreneurs, women brand builders. And I, you know, have like regular videos in there about different topics of, you know, how to grow your audience, how to build your presence, how to, what content is going to help you build authority, how to set up your lead generation, you know, campaigns, this kind of thing. So number of free resources that we do offer. That's awesome. And, it, and you cover a lot of entrepreneurs from coaches to, um, people who have, do you ever deal with e-commerce or like what's the stretch of gap that you've had to deal with so far? Yeah, so we've actually had the fortune of having been able to work across a number of businesses. Um, just coming from my, my industry background, you know, I obviously um, tend to, you know, have a lot of like coaches, you know, experts, both in my circle, but, you know, ones that um, organically just sort of find their way to me. But we have also worked with uh, e-commerce businesses. So one of the um, one of the businesses that we worked with, for example, is a company called Bites in Australia. So they specialize in um uh, healthy alternative snack vending machines for you know different venues but they also have like a like an online shop as well that they're looking to like a b2c proposition they're looking to launch um, we've also worked with a with a school um, so basically let's say the principles that we apply so how do you actually kind of like go through the steps to shape out your brand identity to then turn that into a marketing engine you know there's like a framework that we use um, to, to walk through that that is something that we have tried and tested and applied across a number of different you know business um, business models um, so if people want to get to know you on a deeper level and understand that you're an expert in this field and want to kind of like test something out they can get your uh, your tips, your PDF, you said, and then where, where else can they find you? So I would say uh, that the, the top three places to reach out are um, my Instagram. So Instagram is, uh, is is one of our main platforms where, you know, we're the most present. So that my handle is at growyourbrandwithimpact.com. Uh, sorry, 
at Grow Your Brand with Impact on Instagram. Uh, our website, of course, growyourbrandwithimpact.com. So there you can actually directly download that, you know, six-step strategy guide that I mentioned. And um, lastly, I would say let's connect on, on LinkedIn. So uh, my name is Angela Tsai, and uh, you can find me just by searching for my name. The spelling of that is T. S-I-A, correct? T-S-A-I. <laughs> um, so I'm so glad I met you, Angela. You're um, your wealth of knowledge and hopefully some um, if women or men, but I know you resonate with women uh, more. Hopefully they take that step and who are looking for a little bit of help to get their business out there to understand the branding and the things they need to do to grow to the next level. Um, any last words uh, you want to share? No, I think just, um, yeah, really, really, that was it. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I can communicate, but I'm not clear in my instructions. So you just nailed the hammer in the head. I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't make clear. I want to interview you. I thought I did. So I'm like, oh man, I got to get some more well, to, to, to be fair, you did say interview. It's uh...